0: What we've got here is failure to communicate.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 266 of Phelan to Communicate, the weekly podcast where we talk about everything in the world of movies, TV, MMA, and even sometimes video games. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. And I'm Brooks. And we are going to review Blade Runner 2049. Three months later, than we said, but we're going (laughs) to do it. (laughs) And other than that, we're going to just take this episode to... Catch up on everything we've been watching and doing since our last normal episode. Since a couple of weeks ago, we had a friend of the show, Edgar Shaput, on to do the summer box office draft. And the... What a marathon that was. <laughs> yeah, that was a long one. Check it out <laughs> if you like to torture yourself. And we also, <laughs> we also did the March movie, Madness. It was a lot of fun. thought it was a good episode. Yeah. We reviewed Avengers yeah. Infinity War. Casey Brady stood us up. Did yeah. ever um, hear from him? I did, I did. He yeah, yeah. he texted me the next morning. I just woke up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, uh, he said he was all ready to go and just fell asleep. So what about flake? hey. Whatever um, excuses um, you wanna come up with, that's your own prerogative. <laughs> but no nah, yeah. Plenty of I've watched a million movies since our last episode, I think it was in early to mid March was our last episode, so I've watched a bunch of movies, a bunch of TV, played a little bit of video games, and there's been like eight or nine MMA events, so we got plenty to talk about. But right up front, we're going to do Blade Runner 2049, which was directed by Denis Villeneuve and starred Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, Ana de Armas, Jared Leto, Dave Bautista, Robin Wright, and some other people. <laughs> This – hold on. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about before we get into this? Um, No. There was, but I – oh, yeah. Uh, Summer box office draft. We did uh, Infinity War on its own, and that was a pretty good decision. Uh, I just want to talk about what's happened with the summer box office draft so far. Okay. Uh, It's been three weeks, and – Avengers Infinity War has already made $1.8 billion. <laughs> uh, profited over slightly just over a billion in profit. So got a bit of a lead. Uh, your first movie comes out this weekend, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Looks like that should do some pretty good business. Uh, it's got a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes so far. Uh, Edgar has nothing until Ocean's 8. I had Deadpool 2, which just came out this past weekend. Oh, did
0: it come out? Yeah, it came out
1: oh, this past Friday. Uh, made $125 million in its opening weekend domestically. Around $300 million worldwide on a $110 million budget. An 83% Rotten Tomatoes score for $67 million in profit already for me. So, pretty happy right. with that. Pretty happy with that. Um, and... I guess the only other thing I could mention before we get into it is I wrote an article for Baltimore Sports and Life, uh MMA article, just uh, a roundup of things that have been going on lately. Uh talked about UFC 224, uh, the UFC striking a uh, TV deal with ESPN, which we'll talk about. Yeah. We'll talk about that when uh, we get to the MMA portion, but some interesting stuff going on over there. I talked about what's coming up the rest of the month of May and Bellator's Heavyweight Grand Prix. So, I'll try to remember to link to that in the show notes. Check that out if you feel so inclined. So, uh, Blade Runner 2049. This was uh, the sequel to Blade Runner, believe it or not. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It was my Number one movie of 2017 out of, like, the 120 that I've seen. So, <laughs> it worked for me. Uh, actually, yeah. I wasn't even that big of a fan of the original Blade Runner. I don't know. Have you ever seen it?
0: Uh, about halfway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we we were originally going to review both. I didn't rewatch it. A lot, lot going on around that time. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like with 2049, it feels like I watched it seven years ago. At this point, I mean, it was probably only what two or three months ago, something like that.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, exactly.
0: But it feels like it's so long ago that I watched it. But yeah, I, I wanna... gave myself a little bit of a refresher, just with, like with the plot and some of the better scenes. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. What I usually like to do when we're like going to review something that it's been a while since I've seen it, I'll I'll watch the trailer just to get like a vibe, yeah. put my headspace back into that uh, the movie. Which is definitely
0: a, one of the tougher movies to recall here. There's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, there is.
0: And uh, not everything's laid right out there for you, so.
1: Right. I completely agree. Uh, but the original Blade Runner, for some reason, you know, I obviously I caught up with that like way later than when it originally came out. I think it was like five or six years ago I watched it. I thought it was okay. Uh I just I didn't understand why it was such a cult classic, why it was, you know, considered one of the best sci-fi movies. Um, and I still would like to rewatch it after watching Blade Runner forty nine. So going into Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I was skeptic skeptically optimistic. Skeptic yeah. because, you know, I knew it was a long movie, I saw the running time and sequel to a movie that I didn't necessarily love. But on the other hand, you know, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who's one of my favorite directors. Um, You know, he directed Arrival, Enemy, Prisoners, uh, Sicario. He's just, you know, he's been on a massive roll of great movies. And, of course, my main man, Ryan Gosling, in the lead role. So (laughs) I knew I had to check it out. And, yeah, I'm glad I saw it in... In theaters, I think I saw it in IMAX or at least some kind of like Dolby type special screening, and uh, yeah, yeah, well, it, it blew me it blew away.
2: You, uh,
1: yeah, blew me away. I just loved everything about the movie. Um, plot wise, was like the thing. Like I didn't rewatch the original Blade Runner. I wanted to, again another time. I wanted to rewatch it just to get my like understand what was going on in the sequel. I don't really think you need to. Um, you know, yeah. the, the plot, it's... Of course, it calls back to certain things, but to me, the yeah, but plot the was... they the, just
0: leave you hanging on that you absolutely need to know from. Yeah, that. it's they more... kind of fill in the blanks for you in terms of that. Anyway.
1: Yeah, for me, the plot is not necessarily that important in this movie. Yeah, It's more of like a vibe, and a, it's just a beautiful movie to look at visually. With cool. The score, the... The visual effects, the cinematography—like every, like it's just to me, it was like it just put me in a a zone where you know I, I was along for the ride, no matter what. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't know if it's like the editing or the film they use or whatever frame rate or ratio, whatever, however you'd say it. Like some scenes have an orange glow to it, but it's it's got that noir kind of oh, yeah. vibe, just of, like just visually, perfect, you know, and it's really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. visually perfect. The Roger Deakins cinematographer. I believe he he's shot so many great looking movies in his time and he's worked with Villeneuve a lot. I think this was his first Oscar win for uh shooting this movie. Well deserved. Uh Ryan Gosling I thought was pretty good in the main role as a he's pretty good at this, you know, quieter time. type like yeah. strong silent type of protagonist where you can put more on him, he, like he'll let you do the work as far as like building up his character, just yeah. like in drive and some other stuff. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, like <laughs> I don't know, he he's <laughs> like just have, everyone's got these fancy costumes on. He's just wearing like a gray T-shirt and jeans, or <laughs> <laughs> but uh, somehow it works. Oh.
0: Hiding out in some nightclub, and...
1: <laughs> yeah, a casino, New Vegas or something. Yeah, this would be like a really cool video game setting too. Oh
0: yeah, it almost reminds me of like a Duke Nukem. I was
1: Anything thinking like Fallout almost, or
0: yeah, yeah. I've never really played Fallout, so I don't know much about it.
1: Me either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but like, especially. There's a few of the – I played Duke Nick in 64, and then there was, like, a new one. But, like, there's, like, a strip club casino level that reminds me just, like, that, like, fight scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but um, the movie opens up, and if I'm not mistaken, I feel like it's him in some kind of aerial carrier, or, uh, like, a spaceship, maybe, or, like, an airplane type thing. Yeah. And he's going over – I'm trying to remember – location it's like los angeles or or some city i think yeah and it's just like it visually it immediately there's like all this smog and it's like ugly and dirty but beautiful at the same time and i feel like it really puts you in the headspace you need to be at for this movie like right away yeah and it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie it's ryan gosling investigating uh dave bautista who does an incredible job? I feel like in his short time, in the movie, yeah. as like an an android who's, you know, protecting some kind of information. Is that's not important. But what is important is like, uh, I don't know, like something like uh, the old models, and the, are more subservient. I don't know, I'm struggling yeah, to remember. the it's really the it's confusing. Really,
0: I mean, it's Sapper you're talking about, right?
1: think so yeah it's like um the old models are they're trying to put them out of commission because of you know i guess what happened to blade runner there was some kind of uprising or something and now the new models are more uh, it kind of reminds me of westworld a little bit too but the new models are like more easily controlled by whatever they're not uh, yes
0: not as rogue or Whatever you would say, yeah, about yeah, it. yeah,
1: and it's just really cool how, Ryan. I just love the process of it. Like Ryan Gosling is asking questions, he's noticing things, and then all all of a sudden, Dave Bautista's character like attacks him, and you see the strength, and he's like runs through the wall, I think, and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, just a really cool like scene. We stayed opinion. out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just saw Dave Bautista, who obviously we love him as Drax in Guardians movies and stuff, but I just thought. He actually showed a really good job acting.
0: He's uh, a wrestler, right?
1: Yeah, he was a WWE, I think. Or at least yeah. some kind of professional wrestler. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But I uh, thought that set the tone right way, And then from there, you know, you learn Ryan Gosling has, like... There's, I like how they introduce technology through just going along with the story. Like, just following his everyday life, you just they introduced this technology naturally. They're not like hitting you over the head with it. Uh, yeah, kind of reminded me of the movie Her in that regard, which is a movie I love. But, you, you know, Ryan Gosling goes home, and then he, he, like, his girlfriend is this, like, projection that uh, everybody can, yeah. can buy, right? It's just like, you know, uh, again, like Her, the operating system that the guy falls in love with, except this was more designed for that. Cooks dinner if I'm not mistaken, and
2: I don't
0: know yeah, I weird parts of that too,
1: yeah, for sure uh, I like how again, comparing it to the movie her, which I have now three times in the past two minutes, <laughs> there's a scene where the uh computer love interest like puts her mind or uses a human body as a surrogate to have sex yeah, and like, make love with like the...
0: steps into yeah. it and then starts taking this... It's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really well done. Really... Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems totally possible that like something like that could happen. Um, but yeah, certainly interesting.
0: <laughs> it probably... You probably, probably already kind of just... It's for the rich people.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy, he's a cop, Ryan Gosling, right? He's a detective of of some kind working under Robin Wright's character. Yeah. And uh, she's pretty good in a small role. I think all the acting's good, except for maybe... Yeah. I, I'm just not a fan of Jared Leto at all. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a bit over the top, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Um. He, he I feel like he's trying too hard. If Harrison Ford's not trying at all, Jared Leto's making up for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <but laughs> He wasn't in the movie a ton either, so didn't bother yeah. me too much. I did love his little like uh you know, henchwoman or second in command, uh played by yeah. Sylvia Hoax, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh she was badass, she was awesome. Really loved her character. Uh and I've made it known how much I'm a fan of Anna De Armas, who played the the love interests for Ryan Gosling.
0: Joy or yeah, Joy right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And I I love the scene when he's like walking out in the rain, and the billboard version of her shows up, and it yeah. like really hits home that yeah, man, this your relationship with this person is not real at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Yeah, that is crazy. I like the scene too, where the with the car crash and she's like starts fading away.
1: Oh yeah, and I don't know if we should spoil or not. I mean, it's been so long since it came out, but her. Yeah. Uh, Her, the last scene, I guess, she's in, I thought was handled pretty well, too. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, let's see, what else? I mean, like I was saying, it's a really good movie. I mean, I didn't have expectations. I didn't really know what Blade Runner was all about before seeing this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: I I knew it was going to be a great movie because it just, you could tell from like the previews and all that, and the hype. I guess you could say for it, but it's really, really good. And I like movies that are, I guess, smart movies that make you think. It's not just like, um, it's like I always, the uh, like Da Vinci Code. They're like, they're going through this mystery, but they're like laying everything right out. They say like yeah. everything. This is da 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 and it's like reading a book, but in a movie. Right, right. Yes, they don't just tell you everything. There's a lot of yeah. See, all your own conclusions.
1: That's a great point because I feel like this movie takes advantage of the medium it's in. It's a visual audio medium, you know. Like yeah, it just takes advantage of that and and just puts things out there and lets you. It just it doesn't treat you like an idiot. It you, it lets you yeah. figure things out, and it's not like it's some oblique movie where it's impossible to follow along. But
0: yeah, and it's I mean it's, it's I don't know if I even say it's like open ended or anything, but it's just it makes you think while you're watching it, and like holy shit, I don't, you know you realize stuff as you go on.
1: Yeah, it's a work of art, and basically I feel like this is just. Villeneuve um, using a the franchise that he probably was a fan of to just bring up some sci-fi or uh, ideas like ideas in this genre even if they're not completely original doing them in a slightly different way or just doing them in a better than they'd been done before and just you know processing these ideas uh, through Ryan Gosling's character and some other things yeah. and
0: and I think a, like a lot of sci-fi if not all a lot of like a lot of it is based in reality but put into a different universe or timeline and you know yeah. it all falls back on what reality really is and mm-hmm it's and a then, metaphor, I guess
1: yeah and like I said there is a lot of parallels with um, with this and Her and Westworld, like Ryan Gosling, he's a machine, right? He's an android. Yeah. But, I mean, what's the difference between him and a regular human being? I mean, he makes decisions. He, you know.
0: Has memories, whether they're his
1: or not. Exactly, yeah. And I I especially, I love the way it ended. I love the way the movie ended without saying it. And, yeah, man, I uh, loved everything about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would give it a solid nine out of
1: ten. Yeah, I'm nine and a half, borderline ten. I'd have to rewatch it and give it some time before I push it up to ten out of ten status. But yeah, yeah, incredible movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I am. I would definitely recommend seeing it. Um, like you said earlier, I don't know if you really necessarily have to rewatch or see the first one. To yeah, see I, this.
1: W- I don't think you do. I mean, it probably the would not hurt it
0: before I ever seen either of them and I was all worried about it after yeah. the fact you really don't
1: no I don't think so I think you you'll, you can catch up you might you know miss a couple like easter eggs or some yeah. uh, callbacks but that's not the end of the world you, It, it's really not but uh, yeah. alright let's get into some other movies we've been watching um, I have like 33 of them so you want to what do you got? Will you kick
0: it off because I gotta. I didn't write mine down. i I gotta think of.
1: All right, cool. Here. All right, I'm not gonna go too long on each of these. Hopefully, so we're under five hours on this podcast. But <laughs> let's see. I'll just go down the line. Uh, I re-watched Black Panther uh, last week, and uh, it holds up. My opinion stands firm. Check out episode 264 <laughs> if you want my thoughts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just was. Uh, do you think it was better? the same I mean it's a great movie 9 out of 10 Uh, I'm trying to think I mean it definitely it doesn't play as epic at home as it does in a theater like most movies but I I think it holds up that's basically the only reason I mean I rewatch it because it's uh, is it out already at home yeah it happens faster and faster man I know
0: dude it's crazy I feel like you just have to wait a year I know now. It's now. like
1: three months, two, three months. But uh, yeah, it's out. And it's a fun movie, it, easy rewatch. You know, it was. Uh, and it holds up, like I said. Um, I saw a quiet place. Yeah, uh, the horror movie that is uh, all oh, buzz. I
2: haven't
1: you haven't seen that? Yeah, we'll have to definitely talk about it more in depth sometime down the line. It's uh, it's a very good movie. I I enjoyed it quite a bit uh me and sam we went out we did a double of date night with the double feature we saw two movies back to back which i could not believe she agreed to do but (laughs) uh, a quiet place was the first one and uh yeah man i think it's a great movie it it's i'll give it like a eight and a half out of ten for a blockbuster horror movie that's pretty damn good like I won't say, it's a. It's definitely like a horror themed movie, it's a horror movie, but it's not like that scary, it's more Hollywood type of movie, but like a thriller type thing, but it's really effective, uh, uses silence very creatively, there's a character that is deaf and they uh, cut to her point of view and cut the sound at the right times to like really ramp up the tension and just the concept itself was pretty cool. I uh, love Emily Blunt her performance is great as always there's a scene yeah. in a in a bathtub that is pretty pretty crazy pretty phenomenal so yeah I'd say it's it's worth the hype
0: yeah yeah uh, Jesse said it was overhyped but uh... uh
1: I could lean I'm leaning more like if I had to say one or the other like underrated or overrated probably overrated but to me yeah. I, I it lived up to it. I enjoyed it immensely. I liked it better than it from last year, which I liked a lot too.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a short movie too. It's like barely an hour and a half, so it gets in, it tells its story, it does its thing, and it gets out. So, and there's some stupid stuff that I could criticize, but we'll save that for the full review.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, this, the second movie we saw that night, we had to ease the tension because she's. Not much of a horror person, with <laughs> with some comedy. So we saw Blockers, which uh, was Jason not Jason Bateman. It was uh, John Cena, the professional wrestler.
0: Is oh that, yeah, yeah, the uh, parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: The parents. Yeah, it's three parents: uh, Ike Barinholtz, John Cena, and Leslie Mann. And basically, they have three daughters and they make an oath to lose their virginity at prom night, and the parents are going around, like, trying to stop that from happening. Uh, Yeah. It was
0: was funny. What would you say? I said, how was the butt chug scene?
1: (laughs) That was pretty good.
0: (laughs) That was pretty good. That's like the only preview I've seen about a thousand times.
1: (laughs) Pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, John Cena had a lot of the funniest scenes. There's... (laughs) There's one scene where I guess they think there's this house party going on or, or something at the, some kid's house. So they, they go there. They're sneaking in. They see <laughs> like a guy and a girl on a couch like right in front of the open bay window, Like her on top of him having sex. And then I think they think it's like one of the daughters, like John Cena's daughter or something. Turns out it's not. He looks... It's like that kid's parents doing it, and the guy makes eye contact with them as he <laughs> like uh, releases himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> he stared right in the eye yeah. as he went. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty fun. There's a lot of funny parts. I actually thought though, like they should have spent more time with the girls than the parents. I felt like. The parents were funny, but it seemed like it should have been more of like the kids yeah. story. And uh, but I don't know. It was funny. It wasn't amazing, but like I said, this is the the year of the comedy. And uh yeah. yeah. I would say it was just under game night though. I would say game night's still the best comedy of the year.
0: Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to watching
1: that. Yeah, it's I'm gonna rewatch it for sure. Um before we review it next week, spoiler alert. But I'll give Blockers like a 7.5 out of 10. Definitely a worthwhile rental, at, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice.
1: Uh, let's see.
0: I haven't really watched much of new stuff. I've been sticking to classics. Um, Jesse had never seen The Godfather 1 or 2, so we sat down and watched The Godfather 1 the other day. Amazing. I lo- now that I love, I mean, The Godfather's incredible, of course, but I love showing it to people for the first time. Yeah, I see like, when they like like Goodfellas and stuff and they don't haven't seen The Godfather
1: like I showed it to you in the movie theater last year and the year before
0: <laughs> I hadn't seen it before but it was still great to see that movie
1: there. yeah for sure
0: um I recently started working bartending uh a couple weeks ago so I watched Cocktail Tom Cruise nice
1: I've never seen it you what I haven't what oh my god <laughs>
0: One of them is, is next to Top Gun for me in terms of top, in, uh, Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, alright.
1: Yeah.
0: What is it? I mean, like a
1: comedy great. or like a.
0: No, it's like a rom. I don't even know. It's a serious movie. Um, <laughs> drama. Got romantic- romanticness to it. So, I mean, rom drama, I guess you
1: Obviously, the- I've heard of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that the one? No, Risky Business, I haven't seen that. That's the one where he's like in his underwear running around dancing, singing.
0: A cocktail, he's like a kid in like law school or something and, or like business school and yeah, comes a bartender and starts living the bartender life, falls in love with girls. Pretty standard, but it's a really good movie.
1: Alright, I'll have to check it out one day.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, I watched Casino, too, but Casino... I
1: mean, Another good one. Yeah. That one I think is a little overrated, but it's just so really? long. I feel like the first yeah. half is super solid. Like, yeah. And it's, but it, I feel like it drags on a little bit in the second half. But I mean, that's nitpicking.
0: Yeah. The fucking shit with the girl, man. Uh, Robert De Niro's, I guess, ends up being wife. Yeah. He definitely lets that go on too long. Yeah. Only once. Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh I wanted to mention when I was talking about a quiet place though that I saw a trailer in front of it for this horror movie coming out called Hereditary that looks terrifying. <laughs> like Really? And yeah, I think it played at Sundance or something or one of these film festivals and people are saying it's like it's incredible and incredibly scary. And I mean it did. I would watch that trailer and
2: yeah, I
1: have to. I'm like a big fan of, like, for some reason I'm a, a wimp when it comes to like Haunted Hay Rides and like in-person horror themed stuff. But yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan of horror movies and they don't usually scare me too much. But even the trailer for this one gave me the willies. Uh, really? Well, I'll definitely have to review that at some point.
0: But. Yeah. Speaking of trailers, you see the trailer for the Freddie Mercury movie? Or the Queen movie, I guess you would say?
1: I saw the post about it. I didn't watch it, though.
0: Oh my god dude it looks so good.
1: Yeah, I like that it guy. That's so, pretty good casting. Uh, Remy. Yeah, Rami Malik or
0: something. Yeah. It looks so good, man.
1: Alright, I'll check out the trailer. Yeah. Yo yo let's see. Oh, I saw another a couple more movies in theaters. I saw Isle of Dogs. This oh, how was that?
0: I heard good things about it.
1: Yeah, it's good. Um This is Wes Anderson. Of, what's the movie? Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Fame, uh, Moon, Moonrise Kingdom, uh, the Hotel one, Grand past Hotel. Like he's made countless movies. Obviously, people yeah. movie, Royal Tenenbaums, all that. But uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is like one of my favorite movies of all time. It was the only other time he has done this like stop motion animation. And I just think it really suits his style, like uh, his particular style of filmmaking and like the way kind of his, his live action characters come off as like a stop motion. Uh, But uh, so I I was really excited for Isle of Dogs because it was a follow up, not really a follow up, but using the same type of animation and similar voice casts and I thought the trailer looked good. And I was
0: so that's, go ahead expert the they banned dogs and they send them all to an island, right?
1: um, let's see. there was some kind of like virus, I guess that the dogs were transmitting, and it's been a little bit I'm already losing the plot, but like <laughs> uh there's some kind of virus, so they commanded that all dogs be sent to this island where they can you know not spread it around, I guess. Yeah, and this kid whose dog gets sent there, like, goes on a mission to rescue his 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 dog, and you know, of course, reveals like everything's not what they've been told, and I mean, that's not super important, really. It's just a fun movie where these uh, like Bill Murray is uh, uh, the voice of a dog, and Scarlett Johansson, and all these. Typical Wes Anderson actors are, are voices for these dogs and stuff, and it's it's funny, it's cute, it's uh, surprisingly violent at times. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I had a great time yeah, with I've it. Yeah,
0: I've heard really good stuff about it.
1: I just was, I mean, I had so, I expected it to be one of my favorite movies of the year, and right now it still is, but it's early, and I'm sure I'll see plenty that will knock it down a peg or two. I give it like an 8 out of 10. I l- liked it a lot. Didn't necessarily love it, so I was slightly disappointed. But definitely a great movie. Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a, a couple friends. Get to see it, and they,
1: they really liked it. Yeah, I think it's it would be fine if it was a rental at home. Like it's lighthearted. Yeah. It's not like gonna change the world, but it's it's yeah. a fun fun viewing. I also saw Ready Player One in theaters. Yeah, was so, that? This right, I set it up. Like people know what it is, but. Steven Spielberg directing uh, fun was action. Spielberg? Yeah, it was Spielberg directing the mm. fun action movie based off a book, a best-selling book, uh, Ready Player One. It was, like, nerd-centric and, you know, all these 80s I want to know how much themes. it
0: costs for the licensing on all the stuff we use.
1: <laughs> Well, Warner Brothers, I believe, is who made it, and it's basically almost all Warner Brothers properties uh, okay. So mean, and there's some that weren't, but that's obviously how they can get around. It was like there was uh, Jurassic Park, dinosaur. There's King Kong, Godzilla. There's alien
0: guys in there too, right? Uh, Master Chief.
1: And uh, I don't know if it was Master Chief, might have been, but it was what's the other one that, that's really popular, first person shooter from Blizzard. Um,
0: uh, Unreal Tournament. No, the one. The,
1: the the girl with like the yellow eye thing. God, what? How can I not? It's like one of the biggest games ever. Mirror's Edge. No, nope. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. I don't want to play. Yeah. Blizzard Do first it. person shooter. Overwatch.
0: Oh yeah, I've never played that. That's so why I don't. Know. Yeah. A uh, lot of people are crazy about it. Oh though. yeah,
1: big time. There was some Overwatch characters. There was Gundam. uh, I won't spoil them all. I mean, it it was kind of cool, but basically it's like this dystopian future where everyone lives through virtual reality to get their their jollies, and and, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. uh, It's all these 80s nerd properties are like what's most important because the guy that designed the virtual reality world, that's what he was obsessed with, so that's what... He has this game where... You know, if you unlock the key and solve this mystery, these three mysteries, um, you will have control of, I don't know, it's, it's kind of yeah. stupid, it's really long for what it is, I feel like it's way too long.
2: Really? It's
1: like, I feel like it was like two hours, twenty minutes, it just Jesus. Did, did not need to be that long. Uh, it was fun, I I felt like it was, it had highs and lows, um, I can't say I necessarily liked it all that much but there was definitely some scenes that I was having a lot of fun and enjoying myself and then there was other times where I'm like keep must have to pinch myself to keep from falling asleep. So it was like really? one of those where when it was this cool action scene, yeah, you know, I was having fun, I was in it and then when it was kind of trying to do some other things more seriously and set things up
0: I uh, was not as
1: into it. I'm sure we'll do a full review at some point, but
0: yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, I was gonna watch it because the previews look pretty good, but it was all action stuff. The previews,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's all they really have to hang their hat on. I just think it's trying too hard too. Like, uh, isn't this cool? Nerds are cool. Nerds are cool. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I do. Yeah, it's and it's all stuff. I mean, I I'm consider myself nerd, like into the nerd stuff, obviously, but I don't know. I just feel like championing it so hardcore just feels a little bit false, and I just feel like I was disappointed. This is Spielberg movie, for, for crying out loud, and I, he has not been great the past decade or so. He's had some good stuff, but I was really disappointed in the world building. Like, this yeah. was prime real estate. Like I just feel like he did not build up the characters in the world good enough to make me care about the other stuff other than the fun action scenes. And that's that was my yeah. biggest problem with it. Six and a half out of ten.
0: Wow. That's crazy that you say. just taking something away from what you just said. It hasn't been so good in the past decade or so. We're <laughs> damn near a decade. I was almost back to 2010, I mean. yeah, It's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, let's see. I'll look up Steven Spielberg. It's crazy, too, because like Obviously, you know, he's one of the best ever. But yeah, I'm going to go over his recent uh, production.
0: Okay. Uh, but it's just crazy, I mean, how time has flown. I mean, I guess it's just me getting older and can now look back and on 10 or 15 years and remember.
1: Yeah, exactly. old. Yeah, I mean, I graduated like 13 years ago. Yeah. High school. I graduated
0: um, seven years ago. <laughs>
1: All right, Ready Player One, then The Post, which I was not a big fan of. The BFG, not good. Bridge of Spies, I actually enjoyed quite a bit.
0: Bridge of Spies was really good.
1: Yeah, that was a really good movie. I can't take that away from him. But it wasn't like, I don't think you would put it up there with one of
0: his best, though. No, but... It's like a second tier. It was like, uh, it wasn't so over the top, it it just let itself do its own work.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: I really appreciate it.
1: I thought Lincoln was a little too dry. Um, I
0: liked it, Lincoln. It I was okay. It was, I, but, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis was incredible in it, obviously. Yeah, but i I thought they were gonna do a different part of Lincoln's story. No, it was uh, What was it about? Was it about like the Emancipation Proclamation? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I love the courtroom scenes with Tommy Lee Jones and all. I yeah. just expected it to be. Just like the post, like more substantial, and to me, it just was kind of a yeah. snooze. I was I was really but...
0: su- uh, surprised. I was like, I thought they'd have like the Gettysburg Address in there and all this. I thought they would hit the high points of what Lincoln's story is, and it was just about a few months section of his life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't mind when they do that because I feel like if you try to put too much, yeah, it, it kind you don't get to like really sink your teeth into it. But I don't know. It was, so, it was good, but...
0: But I thought Daniel Day-Lewis was incredible. Wasn't
1: it? Yeah, he was. Uh, War Horse was terrible. Never saw him. Uh Adventures of Tintin was fine. It was an animated movie. Uh, yeah. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, terrible. Oh. And you got to go all the way back to 2005 for War of the Worlds and Munich, which were pretty good.
0: Oh, the worlds.
1: I, I liked uh, the terminal. I did not like that movie. I know. That, uh, and then to the really, term-
0: that's the. Uh, that the. is gets stuck in. Yeah, air?
1: Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. And you got to go all the way back to 2002 before you really knock my socks off with the Steel- Steven Spielberg movie. Two of my favorites is Catch Me If You Can and Minority Report in the same year.
0: That's great. I've never seen. Actually, no, I've never even seen Minority
1: Report. Oh, it's great. Tom Cruise. See? I'll watch Cocktail. You watch uh, Minority Report. All right, Jill. <laughs> uh, let's see. But well,
0: catch me as you can. That's a great movie. Oh,
1: yeah. One of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. All right. I uh, took another trek to the theater t- with my daughter in tow to see A Wrinkle in Time. Nice. The Oprah she like movie. It? Yeah, she liked it. Um, for me, it was another movie that had highs and lows, like had some great visuals, had some great ideas, some cool scenes, but over, like when you put it all together, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. It was not very good, but I respected what it was going for and I respected a lot of like aspects of it, but I just, as a whole, I don't know. I'm just glad she enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was happy. I saw it. I feel like it's better than the score I would give it, like a 5.5 out of 10.
2: Yeah.
1: I would, I feel like it's better than that, but I can't really make it... There's not a out. lot of substance
0: to it, or...
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, well, I don't know. It wasn't a total loss, but for having such cool moments, I feel like it could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I Oh, I forgot to mention who won the March Movie Madness bracket pool. In the middle of Ooh. what we're watching, we'll throw it here. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh the sky stoveeats, uh username Stove Eats from the Slack Filmcast or uh, Slash Filmcast Slack uh channel. He won he said, Have you guys seen Splice? I have seen it. Have you seen Splice? Splice? No, I have not. Yeah, so maybe that's what he'll have us review because I said I've seen it, so you know, give me another option or we could definitely, you know, I'll watch it. I mean, it I'll watch it. If
0: that's, you got to yeah. give the winner. What do you want?
1: Yeah, for sure. I just ha- I haven't heard anything else, so we might roll with splice if we come upon a week coming up here where we can't think of anything else, anything better. So, yeah. maybe the week before E3 we'll do splice. We'll see. But, yeah. um, do you have anything?
0: Uh, not really. I mean, it's I've watched a lot of TV, a lot of... The Orioles losing a lot of games.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's not go there.
0: <laughs>
2: At least
1: not yet. Um, Alright, I'll continue. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Annihilation.
0: I've seen Annihilation. It's incredible.
1: You th- Okay, see? You've forgotten already. We haven't really discussed it, I don't think. Um, I watched it, and... I don't know. I didn't think it was incredible. So, I mean, it wasn't
0: incredible. I take that back. But um, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I thought the the cast was really good.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: Visuals are pretty good, too. Um,
1: I liked it quite a bit. Don't get me wrong. Alex Garland directed it. He directed Ex Machina, which I loved. And this just didn't live up to those
0: expectations. Which I've never seen that movie and everybody keeps telling me I have to watch
1: it. You should. You really should. It's incredible. But this um, again I thought there was some like absolutely one of my favorite scenes of the year is in this movie. But then and it has great ideas and good performances and I, I liked it quite a bit visually like you said. Just something was holding me back from loving it but I'll just say the bear scene is, like, up there with yeah, one of the it's most just, tense, like, sc- like scary <laughs> scenes yeah. in a while.
0: It reminded me of uh, the Revenant <laughs> bear scene, kind of.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah, in a way, I can see that.
0: Yeah. I feel like they use, like, the same model. Ones. <laughs>
1: it's It'll... possible. It's certainly possible.
0: Uh, yeah, that's great. I don't want to spoil it. Maybe we'll do a review of it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Kinda, it's been so long, I don't know if I can remember any specifics. but keep Yeah, going.
0: me too. But I, I remember loving it, but now I can't remember the moral of the story, I guess you say. Yeah,
1: I give it a heavy 7.5 out of 10. I would yeah, I think I'm right there,
0: too, at about a 7.5. Maybe 8.
1: I'll go 8. All right, all right. We'll keep that in our back pocket. Uh, I talked about Detroit a little bit in the March movie Madness. Uh, Because it was included in there. I thought it was okay. A little definitely disappointing based off of that director, her last few movies, Zero Dark Thirty, and, um, fuck. The um, one with Jeremy Renner who undetonates bombs.
0: (laughs) Shit. Um,
1: One best picture. Hurt Locker. Yeah. Coming off the Hurt Locker in Zero Dark Thirty, I was pretty disappointed in Detroit, but it was okay.
0: Uh, oh, um,
1: six and a half out of ten. Six and
0: a half, you said. Yeah. Uh, this new documentary series on Netflix, "Evil Genius." You seen that? Uh,
1: I've seen the, the like, picture of it.
0: Yeah, I've only seen like the first episode and a half, but holy shit! <laughs> yeah. I had no idea about the story of it. I'd never heard of it even prior to seeing it, it's in fucking scene. It it seems like a movie. I mean, there's a whole... Jesse was telling me there's a whole other story to the whole thing, but the first episode's about bank heist. This guy basically goes in and robs a bank. He literally has a cane gun. It's a cane, but it's a gun. (laughs) And he walks in the bank, and he has this thing pulled over his neck, and he robs his bank... And then goes and gets in this car and runs, and gets stopped, caught by the police, and gets out of the car. And he's like, "These people kidnapped me, put a bomb around my neck, and he has this big thing on his neck. He's like, they put a bomb around my neck and made me go rob this bank, or else they were gonna blow the bomb up. And sure as shit, I mean, 20 minutes into the first episode, the cops, so they the cops all back away and make him sit on the ground. And like, if it's a bomb, it's a bomb. The fucking bomb blows up, and kills the dude. Ugh." Yeah, I mean, they, it's, they show it in the show. I was like, holy shit! And it was, I mean, it's insane. Apparently, there's a whole unraveling of other crazy shit that happens. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I might have to check yeah. that out.
0: Yeah, it's insane. I, Like I said, I only watched like, the first episode, but, like, Jesse was telling me, like, the guy that built the bomb and put it around this guy's neck, like, put all kind, put, like, a cell phone in there that did nothing, and he just, like made it so elaborate looking that nobody would be able to defuse it. And so basically the guy was fucking, even if you robbed a bank. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's intense. It was, I didn't, I thought it was like fake. It was it's so intense. Yeah, that's nuts. Evil genius. Evil genius.
1: Netflix coming through. Yeah. Alright, I watched All the Money in the World. Which is the... I was that,
0: man?
1: Not good. Uh, not very good at all, in my opinion. This is the the Getty kidnapping movie. To the, there's also a Getty kidnapping TV show on FX. Yeah, I
0: saw that. That was <clears throat> weird at me. I saw that. I was like, this is the same thing.
1: It is. <laughs> I saw the first couple episodes of the show. I prefer the show to the movie in all really? Honestly, that was the one that
0: Kevin Spacey—they like refilmed all his scenes. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's all the money in the world, and uh, I give it a five out of ten. Like really? I don't know, it just was so plotting, by the book, ugly film quality. I, I don't know. I thought Christopher Plummer was good as the elder statesman Getty. Um, yeah. Mark Wahlberg sucks as usual.
0: He is a, just a shitty action star.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to say at all about this. I don't have much to say at all. The money in the world about this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, skip it. In my opinion, same. Yeah. Same with Red Sparrow. I know Edgar. Really? Edgar talked about really enjoying this on the Black Panther episode, but yeah. To me, I mean, I feel like this is Jennifer Lawrence trying to have like the showcase and, and of acting and maybe be a little bit controversial, but for me, I, I one of my least favorite of her performances in a while, and <clears throat> yeah, it just was slow and did not do much for me at all. Five out of ten, like, it wasn't awful, but man... I expected much more. I might just—I just just might not be super into these spy movies because, if I bet you, if you look over my history, I've liked a few a lot, you know, best of the best. But in general, I I just—I don't know. They might be too slow and plot-driven for me to get super into.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Another five out of ten for me. Ferdinand, the the animated movie, starring John Cena as a bull. Uh not a bull, yeah, animated movie no. <laughs> it's about how you know he's this big mean looking bull, but he's a nice guy, and you can't judge a book by its cover, and there's a scene where he's literally a bull in a china shop hey. Where'd they get that from? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, not good. Five out of ten. Watch the Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, the musical. Um, six out of ten. <laughs> I mean, it's it's musical starring Hugh Jackman. Some of the yeah. some of the numbers were good. Some of it was corny, cheesy. Not as good. So, not much to say there. I watched, uh, speak of Netflix documentary type things. You should check out Heroin. Uh, it's what? a, it's called Heroin, but it's like, it's spelled Heroin like the drug, and then it's got a posh, like a parentheses E, end parentheses like Heroin, like the female hero. Yeah. And it's a, a short film. It's only like 40, 45 minutes long. And it follows these three women who are dealing with the heroin crisis in yeah. some area and it's awesome I like it's really 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 good
2: really yeah
1: very good eight and a half out of ten for me
2: yeah
1: uh, I loved it really thought you know it was dark and depressing but inspiring that these people do what they do to try to Helped the situation and really makes you realize that you fucking drugs are bad, man.
0: a <laughs> bad, okay. <over> <laughs> yep,
1: yeah. but no, it's really well done and it's short, so it's not like a big time commitment, and it's it really gets to the point. I, I wish it was it longer. Wish it was longer. Um, Wish it was like a series following these people over time. Yeah. But uh, I also watched Life is Beautiful. This is an old. I thought it was supposed to be a classic. You know, I'm trying to every once in a while try to catch up with some classics. Yes, uh, I think it's Sorry. Italian. It. It's three to nothing now. They're gonna win. Uh, but I can't even remember what this fucking thing's about. Five out of ten. I did. <laughs> I did not like it. Did not like it much at all. I also did not like Una, which was a movie. Sewing so Ben Mendelssohn, who I love, and Rooney Mara, I think, or one of the, yeah, I think it's Rooney Mara. It's a story about how he, like, sexually abused her when she was, like, 14 or 15, and she comes back in his life later on that he's, like, got a stable job and, and all this stuff and how that causes chaos and... You know, with the people involved, and it seemed like it could be, like, a dramatic story, but it's way too real. I got uncomfortable and had to turn it off halfway. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting reading the description of the movie, but it is as advertised, and I don't
0: know. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, Requiem for a Dream. You've seen that.
1: Yeah, love that movie.
0: I mean, but there's parts in that that are so uncomfortable. Like, God, it's hard to watch.
1: Yeah. And Irreversible is another movie like that. Yeah. Where there's this one scene where it's just like steady cam in a hallway as uh, this girl gets raped for like 10 minutes straight. And it's like, why? Why?
0: Right. And (laughs) even it. But that's
1: powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's power film. But no, I, I just couldn't do it. It's not like it was terribly made or anything. It just was like, eh, yeah, just, uh, not, not in the mood for this right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or ever yeah. probably. Um, rewatched Paddington two. Yeah, holds up. Still one of the year's best. It's yeah. like a Wes Anderson movie, but even better in yeah. some places. So, yeah, Paddington two, do it. Do it. Another do it. animated kids movie I watched is Leap. About a ballerina who lies about her identity to get into this, like, big time ballerina, excuse me, big time ballerina school thing and gets caught. Five out of ten, not good. I watched Columbus, it was a movie that was highly critically acclaimed last year, indie movie uh, starring Harold. Or Kumar, one
0: of them, the... Uh, Was it the Chinese guy or the Indian guy? The Asian guy. That would be...
1: can't remember his name. He's a good actor, though. I mean...
0: Yeah, he is. I forget.
1: John Cho, I believe. Ow! Sorry. <laughs> Just banged my knee on the table holding the microphone. Uh, yeah, John Cho, and... Also, the girl in this movie is Haley Joe. She was the one that you liked, I think, from um, Edge of 17. I think.
0: Uh, The main character or her her friend? Her friend. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think, yeah. Haley Lou Richardson. She was in Edge of 17 and Split. Uh, Yeah. Good young actress. And she's she's great here. Uh, This is a Like a a movie. (laughs) I keep saying. Uh, It's It's basically. It is definitely a movie. Uh, (laughs) Columbus, Ohio. Nope. Columbus, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Where, you know, it's like this story town of architecture. Like, that's what it's known for. Oh, okay. And um, she is like an architecture student who stayed in town. And he's like got stuff going on with him. He's an older guy. And they just happen to cross paths and, and form a relationship, uh, interesting relationship, not just like. I don't know. It was like. It's hard to explain, but it's just like yeah. a, a nice, pleasant movie that brings up issues and things in a normal way, really naturalistic, beautifully shot, great visuals, uh, cinematography, and stuff. Very solid movie for like a first yeah. time. Director, so seven and a half out of ten. Nice. Definitely something, uh, I'd keep an eye out for the, for the director's next movie.
0: Yeah, I rewatched The Hate Blade again. I think it's definitely my favorite appearance in movie now. Really, yeah, I really like it.
1: It's definitely good. I just I feel mean, like I can't hold a candle to Inglorious Bastards or, or Django Unchained. <sighs>
0: I don't much enjoy Glorious Bastards anymore.
1: or Pop Fiction, and Pulp I hate Fiction, I
0: thought was, I think Pop Fiction is one of those ever rated movies ever.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. What do you mean Inglorious yeah, Bastards?
0: No, I mean Pop Fiction is. Uh, it was I watched it. and I was like, that's what everybody talks about.
1: <laughs> really, I watched it. and I was like, oh, that's what everyone's talking about. Yeah. But what, talk, no, no, no. I'm more interested in your thoughts on Inglorious Bastards. One, like my one or two, number one or two favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I mean, and it is a Tarantino movie. So you got to take it in stride. With, uh, I, I, I felt like they sold it on all those Brad Pitt parts, I and mean, Brad Pitt's in the movie for, I don't know what a fifth of it, maybe. Yeah. But I, I don't like what the girl... I, I I don't not like her as an actor. Soshana, I don't like the girl... Huh? Soshana, The girl that has the cinema.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't like her. I didn't like the parts of the cinema. Oh, man, you're insane. I didn't like that aspect of the story very much. I mean, there's suspenseful parts about it, but... I
1: just, oh. I just didn't it's didn't on hear.
0: another level.
1: It's, it's, it's okay, you know... Sometimes it just goes over your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do I absolutely love that movie more than almost anything in my life. Really? I mean it is something. I wouldn't bad. say that much,
2: but what?
1: I don't know. I, I've I feel like it's so rewatchable and it's to me it's like it's one of these movies where each scene individually to me is incredible. But it also yeah. Seem like all together is incredible too. It's like usually, you know, if it's a movie that's just like a bunch of long scenes put together, like even if the yeah. scenes are all great, for some reason it doesn't work as a complete movie. But for me, this does both. And yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's I mean,
0: why I think so highly of the hate blade is like it's so limited in terms of like uh scenery. I mean, it's all the characters are together for. Eighty-five to ninety percent of the movie. Yeah, and it's they just it just works so well. as suspense is built so well. And,
1: They're just so hateful.
0: Well, there's turns <laughs> that you just don't expect the fucking like jelly beans and shit like that.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I liked the movie quite a bit. Don't get me wrong, but Tarantino's like, Scorsese better than Scorsese for me.
0: Yeah, it's like like when I was rewatching. Uh, the Godfather this past week with Jesse, because he had never seen it. I realized, like, The Godfather 1 and 2, while both incredible movies, some of the best movies ever made, it <laughs> and I don't think this is the wrong way, it almost comes off as, like, how The Hangover 1 and 2 were. It was the same plot, in a sense, with different characters or different uh settings. I mean, if you think back to it, like... uh um, the Godfather One.
1: Wait, I'm confused. What do you mean? T- don't take this the wrong way. That threw me off.
0: Well, I no, I don't. I'm not trying to insult the Godfather. Oh, okay, <laughs> by comparing it to the I, Hangover. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: But uh, uh oh, fuck. Who did they kill in Godfather One? the
1: the guy, the the, <laughs> the sisters guy. sisters husband, right?
0: Well, yeah. Well, that's but uh damn it now I'm fucking forgetting the fat that guy Luca Brasi no uh, he was like a person of power anyhow but I just saw a resemblance like I it's like when I watch these movies over and over again Just movies, movies that kind of style or like the hateful aid I learn something new every time like the godfather 2 they had that senator that's trying to strong arm
2: yeah
0: and it's like well you can have my answer now it's nothing <laughs> They blackmail him. Oh, it was. uh And the first one is the movie director.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He'll yeah, never
0: yeah. get that part.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: He wakes up with his prize horse, <laughs> with his head in his bed.
1: Yeah. Make him an offer like he can't refuse.
0: But in the second one, is that senator is trying to strong arm him for money out of Las Vegas, and he's like, basically tells him to fuck off, and they like drug him and kill a hooker in his room. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's...
0: But, but you know what I mean? It's the same like devices used, but in different...
1: Yeah, but I, know,
0: I think, you know, think that's I intentional. That
1: though. Huh? I think it's intentional.
0: Well, it might be. And it's, it's probably something that's been long used in movies, but I just... you know, I just I,
1: mean, I feel like it's a statement of Michael becoming his father. You know? Yeah, yeah. Getting yeah, further probably. away from who he was and how, as much as he doesn't want to... Didn't want to get into that, like he's... Irma's, shot like beat for beat becoming his dad
0: yeah yeah yeah. and I that is a great way of thinking about it I'm glad you said that because I didn't really even look at it like that but yeah. like I said I drew the comparison to like The Hangover how it was basically the same movie but I mean and they're not the same movie but, you know how it <laughs> followed if only,
1: if only the third could have been the same movie again
0: I mean that's crazy I can't believe they even came out with that movie to be honest.
1: Yeah, it is. That was had to be a cash grab at the time. Yeah.
0: There's some weird plot elements of right, yeah. that movie. Yeah. Incest.
1: Oh yeah. Shoot. Yep. Um, alright. I watched The Cobbler, starring Adam Sandler. Don't ask me why.
0: Yeah, I've never <laughs> even heard of it.
1: Oh, it's awful. It's real awful. It's a four out of ten. Um, director. Nah, not really. It's like five years old. Six years old. Um it's directed by Todd Tom McCarthy who directed Spotlight and like every other one of his movies that he's directed are like really, really good. And then there's The Cobbler, which is like a one of these awful Adam Sandler movies. He's like literally a cobbler who when he puts on other people's mm-hmm. shoes. He becomes them and walks them all in their shoes, and it's like, real bad.
0: <laughs> that sounds real bad. It is,
1: it is bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I think it was just, you know, it was late at night. I was having trouble sleeping. Just put something on. Yeah. And then end up watching the whole thing, and saying, why, <laughs> why did I do that?
0: I'll <laughs> be tired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I watched Pacific Rim: Uprising. This is the sequel to Pacific Rim, in case you were wondering. A movie that I did not like, Pacific Rim, the original. Did uh, you see it? I've
0: never seen either of them. No, is this is like the Gundam style kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I did not. Actually, I think I liked Uprising more than I liked the original, which I'm sure is a hot take, but I just didn't like the original. I felt like. I went in with lower expectations here and just had a little bit of fun with it. It's still only a 6 out of 10, and it was just like mediocre trash, but it, it was kind of like lighthearted, some decent action, some fun moments, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Peter Rabbit. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, I loved Paddington 2 so much, and I yeah. saw the trailer for Peter Rabbit. In front of it when we saw it in the movies, I'm like well that looks kind of similar to like Paddington type thing I'll definitely check that out It's not anything like my dear Paddington it is <laughs> my dear Paddington. it's a little more juvenile it's a little more what you would expect from this type of movie it's yeah loud obnoxious and all over the place and five out of ten bummer Okay, let's get to this trilogy, this third movie in a trilogy that when you combine the scores I've given them all together I think it's probably something like an 8. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess it?
0: Why, I'm trying to
1: why would I watch any of these movies? I don't know.
0: But I've that watched, was my first thought. Watch
1: them all. <laughs> Worst trilogy in the history of film. What is it? Fifty Shades Freed.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> the third and final. Aim on you. Hopefully. Two out of ten. You thought it couldn't get worse than the original. And then they came out with the sequel. And then you thought it couldn't get worse than the sequel. And they came out with the third.
0: <laughs> it's just awful. I thought the second one just came out. I didn't even know they were making a third.
1: Yeah. Go figure. Uh, these characters are so dull and boring and it's not as provocative as it thinks it is. It's just, get over yourself, Fifty Shades. Get out of my life. Stop making movies I have to keep watching for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm married to someone that is somewhat interested.
0: About every woman in America was
1: interested in it. Sam said this one was better than the the second one. I strongly disagree, and I... I gave the second one a 3 out of 10. This is a 2. <laughs> so um I will also watched the Liam Neeson thriller The Commuter which was just uh, another Liam Neeson thriller. Yeah,
0: I'm saying I, I always think of Taken.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, ever since Taken he's just tried to relive that or at least other people have tried to get him to relive <laughs> that. Uh, five out of ten. This was even worse than most of the other ones that come out that are ripoffs of Taken type thing. Uh, I watched The Ritual, a horror movie on Netflix, about some friends. That what is it called? The Ritual. Oh, okay. so, I think it's British based. But it's about this group of friends who go, their ritual is to go on this hike, and then this time something bad happens. Um, it was okay. Six out of ten. Yeah. Nothing right here about moving on. Might
0: have to watch that tonight. We'll <laughs> do That's
1: it. A good one you could watch. Yeah. watch Veronica on Netflix. Netflix got some good stuff. Yeah, it does.
0: It's uh, stepping your game
1: off. I finally watched the movie L E L L E, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Came out two years ago. Been meaning to check it out ever since. Uh, it's about a woman who works in the video game industry. I believe it's been a while. Uh, and the movie starts, she's been raped by a home invader. And it does not go the direction you think. Um, basically, it's a revenge movie, so take from that what you will. But yeah. um, It's a dark movie, but it's, it's pretty good. 7 out of 10. Uh, moving on... <laughs> Game game over, man! Another Netflix movie.
0: Uh, I watched about half of it.
1: It was it was not good.
0: It was not.
1: No, I mean, again, try my. I, I just say try is trying too hard. Yeah, I so love
0: dogs,
1: Really, yeah. I never really seen the show, so
0: plenty of shit. Um, I mean, it's like a stoner comedy, but yeah, some witty stuff in there too. But I.
1: I, well, this she's is she's like she's a she's die hard thinking. spoof, basically, yeah, uh, I don't know. I chuckled a few times, but
0: yeah, yeah,
1: five out of ten for me, no good,
0: yeah, yeah, for what I saw I, maybe six and a half,
1: yeah, um, all right, speaking of six and a half, I watched Manash, which I gave a six and a half. this was <laughs> an indie movie. I heard good things about from last year that followed this Orthodox Jewish man who's struggling through life, like he can't get his stuff together, and basically just, follow you know, like an indie movie just follows him around as he tries to get things on the right track. It was, um, I was a little, I was disappointed based off of what I heard about it, like one of the best movies you haven't seen from 2017, but. I don't know. To me, it was definitely an interesting look at a, you know, a different culture or world that I'm not used to seeing, and I always appreciate that in movies. But, I don't know. It just didn't capture me as much as I thought it would, and I don't know. It was okay. Yeah. I saw Murder on the Orient Express.
0: Yeah, I saw it.
1: You did? yeah it was okay. It was
0: six um, out of ten for me I really was expecting more out of it
1: yeah definitely i definitely okay. a lot more it could have been a lot more fun than it was like yeah. I feel like it was pretty bland, yeah, like not much personality. you got all these big actors and huge actors these yeah. characters in an iconic story. I feel like you really could have played it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, really. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the conclusion all surprised me the first time around. Yeah. But, it, by the time it was all said and done, I was just like, meh. Yeah, exactly.
1: Meh. Why did I watch that?
0: Yeah. Um, Not even why, but it was just like,
1: yeah, I don't know. More
0: disappointed than, like, frustrated.
1: If you're going to watch it, I'd say, uh background watch as you're doing something else folding yeah, yeah, clothes yeah. or something yeah. yeah but uh I watched a few documentaries um Haunters: the art of the scare uh a while back me and Sam watched this horror uh horror themed documentary what was it called but it was it followed like these three people as they got super into making the perfect haunted house uh, and it yeah. was a really good documentary, really fun. Uh, we liked it a lot. And then I heard of this one, which was a little m- more intense. Like this follows same type of thing where it follows like three or four different haunts or people that go all out for the, for haunted house type things. Except this is the kind where you have to sign a waiver that you're not going to sue them and that you know yeah, they, they, they they can touch heard you. Of, like,
0: it's like borderline torture.
1: Yeah, like they can touch you. They could go farther than, you know, typical haunted house. Oh. And it's pretty intense. Like, I enjoyed the documentary, but man, these people are sick. <laughs> like, yeah. First of all, like, why would you want to, like, uh, create that experience?
0: Yeah, and then you why would you want to <laughs> yeah
1: go through it? Yeah. People throwing up and, like, oh, man, it's intense seven out of ten. If if it sounds interesting to you it probably is. But
0: yeah. I yeah. watched yeah, i heard about that. Yeah. speaking of horror documentaries, so I watched Cropsey. Yeah.
1: Cropsy? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. it's, about, uh, that, yeah. it's like I've New York, right? The like, uh, like the underground, right?
0: What? It's like a sewer
1: system or something?
0: No, it's like a um girls were, like, raped or something. It was, it was like, a serial killer, kind of.
1: Yeah, a, but I, f- I thought he used, like, these underground tunnels to get, to escape custody or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they even really know.
1: I might be confusing it with something else, but I feel like I've seen yeah. it.
0: But he was, like, never caught, I don't think. But it was, like, it turned into, like, a big urban legend in New York. That's,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But, so, this, this tough like, tell what the truth means. Urban legend is, but it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I think Casey recommended it to me and I checked it out. For some reason, I'm stuck up on these tunnels. There's probably just like a small part of it.
0: Yeah. There was a body was found. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds
1: right. Let's see. Also, watch Tony Robbins, I Am Not Your Guru.
0: I started watching that probably like six or eight months ago. I'm just <laughs> not
1: into it. Yeah, I didn't love it. Sam liked it more than me. She's like, we should totally go to that. No. No. She wasn't. Kidding. She She's a little more gullible than I am. She didn't say we yeah. should go to that, but she's like, this guy really seems like he's helping people. I'm like...
0: you making $10,000 a
2: pop. Right,
1: exactly. I'm like, yeah, he's making a fortune, and he's just telling people what they want to hear, basically. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's...
0: It, You sued, like, super sued right now.
1: Yeah, it's not surprising.
0: It kind of does that, like, coal-walking thing at the end of it. Right, yeah. And apparently, like, 45 people got hurt doing it all at one time.
1: (laughs) He's, like, a super used car salesman.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he really is.
1: Like, uh, I mean, respect the hustle, but...
0: (laughs) Absolutely. But it's it's tough. I, I feel like I... In a sense, it's like, even if you have been through, like, tough times, if you get, like, start doing good stuff and you feel really good, you can talk like that, like how he does, but at, at some point you lose what it's like to have gone through those hard things and you just kind of have blinders on. Yeah. And I mean,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. I don't yeah. believe in any of that bullshit. Neither
1: do I, but, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, If these people do get something positive from it and it helps. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, man. Good for that.
0: It was worth your 10 grand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As far as the documentary itself, I thought it was a cool inside look into everything. Yeah. Good access. I'm just sick and and talking
0: so much. Yeah, yeah.
1: I watched uh, Drunk, Stoned, Brilliant Dead. Documentary about... Heard of it. uh, I watched that Netflix movie... um, it was basically the same story. This is documentary version, and that's why I decided to watch it. What's it about? It's about the guy who made started the National Lampoon. Oh
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically, I had the same issues. Or I don't know. I gave the live action movie and this both the same score, six out of ten. Like definitely interesting stuff here. Felt like it could have been told in a little bit of a better way, but I don't know. I yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Last thing, other than I rewatched Star Wars: The Last Jedi, feel pretty similarly about it. Really like it, but um, basically my last thing is movie-wise, <laughs> Conor McGregor,
0: Notorious. I feel like I watched this, but I don't remember. yeah, I did watch it up like, like the Chadman fight
1: no, it's, it goes through the second d s fight actually oh, it does yeah,
0: and yeah, it didn't finish it
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i but was I do you
0: remember watching it?
1: I gotta say, man, and i really and it is to an extent i just f- expected this to be a fluff piece, like yeah, you know basically just conor mcgregor paid for this documentary just saying how great he is and it is that to an extent like they definitely leave out some negative stuff and it's really focuses on the positive yeah but I, it's actually pretty well done and especially yeah, i enjoyed it especially the early stages like i don't understand why he has had, have a camera crew like This whole time. Like, did he plan this out somehow? Like, he just was so confident. Look, this is going to be an incredible story. Like, I should get a a documentary going. Like, because they had insider access from the time he signed with UFC.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if you remember. I think his first UFC fight was in Ireland, right?
1: No, I think it was in Stockholm, Sweden.
0: He fought the black Eye.
1: Marcus Brimage, I'm pretty sure it was in Sweden. And then they came, the He fought in the second, the second fight was Max Holloway in Boston. And then the third fight was um, uh, uh, the, the, it was in Dublin, right? And uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He was on Ultimate Fighter. Uh, uh, but I just thought it was crazy that I thought it was going to be all like more current like, live footage and then go into, like, just stock footage from the past. But, I mean, they were, like, in his crummy apartment from from before he even had his first UFC fight with him and yeah. his girlfriend, and like, and then to see the progress and just, I just love the insider, like, the, the behind-the-scenes yeah, look of everything.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. And, like, how Dana White told him the news that Aldo's out Mendes is in, like, I mean, that was, like, as it was happening, footage, like, that's the shit I I loved. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: But, at the same time, like, they completely bypassed why he didn't fight at UFC 200. They just said on the screen, like, six months later, he was booked in the rematch with Nate Diaz. Yeah. Like, "Eh, you're kind of leaving something out there. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, the other thing I thought was pretty interesting was... There's one point when, uh, shit, what was it? Oh, when Nate Diaz, the bottle-throwing incident, right? Remember that?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And Conor's like, what kind of bullshit behavior is this? We're here to fight. Like, uh, fast-forward a year or two when he's throwing hand trucks through bus windows. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of behavior is this? What they he wasn't even like. there to fight. Yeah, Exactly. So I just thought that was pretty ironic in on Uh refer back to that documentary heroin, drugs are bad.
0: Drugs are bad, I'm gay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: I give That it was a, crazy. We've always said that like, what is Connor doing if he on drugs? And then when that first happened, Daniel was like, I don't know if he's on drugs or what I was like, holy shit. Yeah. He <laughs> might really be on drugs.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I would give notorious Seven and a half out of ten. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I thought it was actually yeah, yeah.
0: pretty good. I definitely, I meant to watch the whole thing. I
1: think it's definitely the best MMA related movie of any kind.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, not saying much. Speaking I gave
2: business, <laughs>
1: Let's do TV first. Oh, yeah. TV. This won't be long. This won't be long. Well, we only got ten things. <laughs> have you been watching Westworld?
0: No, it's gonna ask you that same
1: thing. I have, I have. I have now. I'm caught up. Five halfway through the second season. Five episodes in. I won't go into spoilers or anything. Hopefully, you catch up and we can review the season at some point. Yeah, I
0: plan on doing that. I just I'm limited on time and uh, internet right now. So yeah, yeah. Kind of uh,
1: it's excellent. It's still very, very yeah. good in my opinion. Um, it took a couple episodes. Like. Same with season one. Season one was, like, I feel like it was good, but then, it like, to me, these seasons are like an avalanche or, like, a snowball rolling downhill that gains momentum yeah. and gets better and better as it goes. And I feel like season two is pretty much along the same track. So, uh, episode four is my favorite episode of this season so far, but oh, yeah. uh, just watched episode five this morning and, uh, well, it was a small step down from episode four. It was still very, very good, and uh they're introducing new worlds, new parks and everything yeah and yeah, it's very good. love all it's the like
0: characters a one or something.
1: yeah, Shogun world that was just shown on episode five. There's like this Raj world, like it's like uh nineteen twenties India, I think very cool stuff,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: all right, uh. Let's see, I'm watching uh finished season two of Atlanta, yeah, how was it Awesome, One of the best shows on t v this year. Not surprised as much as I love the first season definitely a little- a little bit different um there's eleven episodes, man, Donald Glover was just really going for stuff like I just love how each episode could be certain- you never know what you're gonna get, like yeah. just one episode that follows. Uh, him and his cousin as kids, but it also kind of helps, like, detail, like give you insight in their current relationship by looking to the past. And I mean, it's crazy. There's this one episode where it's all it is is like the third wheel. Their their buddy, the guy that was in Get Out, Keith Stanfield, he's going to this creepy old house to buy a piano off Craigslist that he found on Craigslist or something. he gets there, and it's just this creepy ass guy. It looks like Michael Jackson, a little bit like a white face type thing. It's yeah. actually Donald Glover playing that character. Really? Yeah, and it just goes off the wall where it's like <laughs> uh, he's like, can I get you anything to drink? And he's drinking this water and later on it's like, I have to play this taper quarterback to remember my thoughts. I have trouble. And he plays it back. It's like, remember to wash your hands. Remember to get a drink. For, like so clearly, basically saying, did not wash hands after something happened. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It was, cra- it was crazy. Like each episode was great in its own right and completely different than the next. And uh, just really hope this show goes on for a long time.
0: I mean, yeah. It. Speaking of Donald Glover, he's been in the news lately.
1: This is America.
0: It's author ego. Yeah. Childless Gambino.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the the music video, but I hear a good things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a hip hop song.
1: Yeah.
0: Cup tea, but yeah, the music video's got uh, all kinds of metaphors. And,
1: he's a uh, talented guy.
0: Very. Definitely. Yeah, and he's in the new
1: video. Star Wars movie this weekend coming up. Yeah, that? yeah,
0: that's true. Forgot about that.
1: Yeah, um, watch. Survivor Ghost Island uh, finale is Wednesday night this season started strong usually like before bef- the merge is like halfway through the season where there's multiple tribes and then they merge into one once they're down to a certain number of people and usually the season starts off like the premiere is always great and then it kind of slows down until the merge is when it usually takes off and gets exciting. This season was kind of the reverse, where the pre-merge was actually, like, exciting and all these unexpected blindsides and vote-outs, and and then once it got to the merge, it kind of became predictable. There's, like, these two people that are just dominating, and everything they want to happen happens, and uh, basically this finale will just be like, which one of these two guys is going to win? So, a little disappointing. Great cast this season, it's just, sometimes it breaks this way. It's not scripted, it's... Reality, yeah, and uh, but still loving Survivor. Excited for the finale. And, yeah, uh, looking forward to the next season, which will be David versus Goliath.
0: The hell does that mean?
1: Basically, like successful people versus unsuccessful people. <laughs> okay, from my understanding. Um, let's see, what else? American Idol, the season finale is actually tonight. Missing it for you. You're gonna see? Yeah, well,
0: I missed the Caps game. So.
1: <laughs> hey, they won. You can watch Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'll catch up. I'm not super into. It. I just have seen every season since six, so I figure I got to keep up with it since it came back on a different channel. And the season's actually been pretty good. Uh, they got some talented people in there. Big fan of this girl Maddie Poppy, who I'm hoping wins. The season. Uh, a little bit yeah, different. Yeah. She's like an indie, indie rock pop type thing. She's pretty good. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I would buy her a CD, probably. She sang uh, My Favorite Moment of the Season. Actually uh, made me uh, tear up a little bit. It was a couple weeks after all the shit happened with us, and uh, she sang Homeward Bound. Oh, uh, yeah? Long yeah. Long yeah. Just... Really hit me in the, in the heart there. She did a great Thank job. You. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. And um And what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, this season, when they brought it back to ABC, it was like kind of, what's the point? This kind of faded away on Fox. Yeah, it's been a couple of years, but you think it's really going to come back as this big hit. Well, what they did was they really slimmed it down. With Fox, it used yeah. to be, there's like a final 12, top 12, and then each week one person would go home. Well, when it got to that top 12 kind of period on this iteration, it was like three people are going home, then three more people, then two, like it really rushed through the end end game where it went from, I think in a matter of four weeks, from 12 to the final three. So. I really did. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of wish it would be a mix. Maybe like two people go home a week. I don't know. I kind of liked how over time you got to know these final 12 and it kinda could progress their story and build. But I guess it kind of got uh they feel like it was drawn out. And I don't know.
0: Yeah. As far well, as – Well, I'm sure they're just trying to see how things go. with
1: it. Yeah, that's true. I think it is renewed for another season. So yeah, I'll be watching again. Um <laughs> I always I, lately last couple times I just skip the auditions and wait till they get to like the real part where they're determining the good ones. The auditions are just same thing over and over again to me. Yeah, but uh, the judges this time.
0: <laughs> I love like the, like the old school like the first couple of seasons. It's clips of some of the auditions. So awful.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be novel and fun and to laugh at these people, but I mean, I don't know. How many times can you laugh at someone cool. that doesn't sing? Yeah, it's
0: going to feel bad.
1: Yeah, it's like you're picking on them. I don't know. I don't really care. I just don't feel like watching it again. Yeah. But the judges, not a huge fan of the judges. Uh Katy Perry, she's pretty good, but even her sometimes. I don't like her personally, though. Really?
0: Not that can... I know her personally. <laughs>
1: yeah. She could be funny and she's like the only one that's willing to like really criticize when someone's bad. Yeah, really. But uh she can be a little much sometimes. Yeah. But I yeah. I I keep her around. Uh I like the other two judges. It's uh Luke Bryant, the country guy, and um the guy from the Commodores. Um Hello? Is it me or looking for what the hell is his name? Damn it. Uh Ay, 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 ay. Embarrassing. On my, on my embarrassing. Uh, cut oh. this shit out. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie? Lionel Richie, yeah. Oh, Lionel yeah. Richie was dead. <laughs> he's definitely not... He's... <laughs> he's... He's, uh... <laughs> Telling everybody how great they are and that he loves them every single week on American Idol. He's like the Paul Love who's who just like loves everybody, can't criticize them. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a good guy, but I just could do without that.
2: He's not
0: Simon.
1: Simon, yeah. I've been watching Jersey Shore, Family Vacation. Oh, how is it? It's uh it's Jersey Shore, you know. Yeah. Same old trashy, uh, guilty pleasure viewing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, eight episodes in. Vinny is in trouble with his girl every last couple episodes. Ronnie, he's got a pregnant girl at home and he's like, it just messing around. It's the same, same old, same old.
0: This is crazy because that happened probably like a year ago now. And yeah. And <laughs> all the long, it just gets aired out.
1: <laughs> right. they I not think like? Right. Uh, the situation is sober So that's kind of Boring But uh I don't know I don't know why I enjoy the show so much
0: It's uh Like Snooki and all that on there?
1: Yeah Snooki Wow, Situation Polly D They're all there
0: Yeah Cab's How gay. about the one girl that took over the other girls?
1: Dina Dina's there Yeah okay <laughs> Um yeah, guilty pleasure, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: Always
0: had a laugh, That's uh,
1: Yeah. I watched the first season of an HBO show called Barry, which there's um, eight episodes of. It's Bill Hader, the comedian, yeah. as a hitman who... He's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. ...has to go to Hollywood for a hit, and the guy who he has to kill is like in this acting class. So he goes into the acting class to kind of ingratiate himself and he gets caught up in the the acting and, and all this stuff, Uh, which the first episode I was like, all right, I get it. Ha ha. Yeah. He's, you know, the set man who's going to get into acting thought I knew it was going to go. And some of that is predictable, but there's also like, it's a, it actually ended up being a really good show. The last yeah. two episodes, especially, it really builds to this. Like, it's shocking. Like, I thought it was going to be more comedy than anything, but it gets pretty dramatic, and there's some pretty, like, dark, violent stuff that happens. Damn. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, pretty good. So, hopefully, it comes back for season two.
0: Yeah, it looked good, uh, from, like, previews and stuff I saw.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would check it out. I mean, it's only like 25 minute episodes, 8 episodes, so it doesn't take much to, to catch up on if you're interested. Uh, here's one we can both talk about a little bit, Roseanne.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the return of... All the first 2 or 3 episodes. Yeah,
1: the return of Roseanne went better, like, ratings-wise, I think it's been doing great. Yeah. Um, I watched the first 5 episodes of the season before I kind of gave up it's not like I mean it was better than I expected it wasn't great but um I don't know I'm just not into sitcoms so it's hard for me to keep up with it on a weekly yeah, basis yeah,
0: but yeah I agree it was it was weird it was it came on just after everything went down and I was sitting in that hotel by myself and that came on it gave me a pretty good laugh so I'd, I think that really made me enjoy it more than
1: you yeah know. definitely it's funny how circumstance can like You know, change your thoughts on something as silly as a half an hour sitcom, but but it's true. It's definitely definitely happens. Yeah. Um, been watching The Handmaid's Tale season two on Hulu. Uh, Sam's more into it than I am. I like I respect the hell out of the show. I think it's incredibly well made and it's a good story.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff
1: about it. Yeah, she's all into it. I kind of it's kind of like a show where. Like I said, put it on to fall asleep to. I usually fall asleep yeah. and then she'll stay awake and watch it. So I like yeah. watch the first half of each episode and then she fills me in on what happened. But it's good. Uh, I've been how watching, watching The Ultimate Fighter, Undefeated. How was that? Oh, well, I should say I've been TK watching. DC right yeah, now. I should say I watched the first two episodes when I say, and then I'm done. I always start how, these seasons. How far along is it? I think it's like four or five in. Maybe I even six. I don't know. But uh, I just like to watch the first couple episodes to see how the coaches look on TV and to see, just get a feel for the fighters that are on the season. And, yeah. And then I kind of get bored and bow out. Sooner and sooner each season, it seems like. <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah. yeah, I hear that. How, how, is, how are they, coaches?
2: yeah.
1: I don't know. Let's just say, as a prank, Stipe and John Volante hung a picture in the opposing team's room of them naked, and then Cormier, as retaliation, goes to like stands in front of Cormier or not Stipe and John Volante, and then just whips his dick out and shakes it in their face.
0: That is very weird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, that's the kind of. Se- that's just what you get on Ultimate Fighter. It's uh, that's like
0: wrestling room humor. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, exactly.
1: Locked but uh, I mean, better than the one season where the prank was one of the guys jizzed into someone's salad, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a joke. That's disgusting and ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but that happened. Um okay.
0: That is
1: it's my last thing for T V. Um, I heard about all right, Arrested Development. You ever seen it?
0: Uh no, I mean here and there.
1: Okay. Well, it's you know what it is. It's a comedy. Yeah. Classic it was a, a network comedy that was very critically received. People love it, ran for three seasons in like the early to mid two thousands and then got canceled cuz it didn't have good ratings, but people loved it so much they campaigned for it to come back and then Netflix finally brought it back for a fourth season, I don't know, a couple years ago.
2: Yeah.
1: But because of, you know, all the people went on to be more famous, they couldn't get everyone at the same time, so they had to film the season in a different way or focused more on individual characters. Well, and I heard it, you know, wasn't as well received as the first 3 seasons, but and then I heard on a podcast that They remixed the fourth season, and they like, I think they made it, might have shot a couple extra things, and they kind of like re-edited it, so it was, made it seem like it was, everyone was all together, and it was like old episodes, the old seasons, and then I heard that season five was coming out at the end of May, so I'm like, back in the day, me and Sam, we watched the first season of Arrested Development, and we loved it. It actually, it was so long ago, we rented uh, the first season from Blockbuster on DVD. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, we, we loved it. And then for whatever reason, we just never caught up on season two or three or four. So I'm like, we should try this again. So it, it's been so long. We, we rewatched first season so far. that We're yeah. about to start season two in our quest to catch up on the Development. But yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um my my favorite part or line, at least from uh, season one, is this guy Tobias, who's who's married to the sister of the family, and he he's like to have, clear as it's clear to everybody except for him that he's gay, right? Like that's the joke. Yeah. And he goes into prison. Oh, God, the dad is in prison for like tax evasion stuff for the couple, yeah. family company. And Tobias goes in there to, I forget why, it's not important, but basically he, like, tries to talk these inmates into you know, you should love yourself for who you are. And, like, somehow he gets this big, bad, you know, inmate to, like, kill himself. He jumps off this high balcony and kills himself. And now everyone's, like, scared of Tobias. He's, like, they call him Dorothy now, like he's the the king or the queen of the of the jail. Jesus. He writes a book, and, and my fa- all this just to say my favorite line where he <laughs> he's Dorothy, right? And, he, yeah. and they just show this brief aside, this little scene. It's not even important to the plot or anything. Where it's like all these inmates coming up to him for advice or whatever, and he's singing. Somewhere over the <laughs> rainbow, there's another rainbow. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, there's another rainbow just hit me in a way that I lost it. It was unexpected. <laughs> and, uh, you had to be there, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
0: had to be there.
1: Had to be there kind the of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, looking forward to continuing my watch of that. Very nice really quick video games um, I, very very quick I finished A Night in the Woods which talked about a while back it was pretty good but I was towards the end I was just like come on let's get through this rushing I just want to finish this experience and move on to the next yeah. thing and then I played a little more Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle which uh, I enjoyed <clears throat> but yeah. I've stopped playing again I'll, it's probably a thing I'll I'll uh, play in spurts
0: when I Did feel... I talk about A Way Out our last episode?
1: No, you did not.
0: Oh, okay. Um, this came out after everything went down. Uh, Dave, for my birthday, or I guess after my birthday, he called me up and surprised me. He was like, hey, I, I got that. Come over to my house and play it. Uh, it the biggest letdown... Really? ...in a video game that I've ever... Experience. Really, it wasn't good at all. I mean, it was wasn't that it wasn't good. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be like a full immersive video game. It was like uh, I don't know if you played any of these games. It was like, you know how Call of Duty campaigns were, where they have all these like interactive cutscenes in a sense. Yeah, where you like a tap X upon it, or you just it's guided. It, like buttons will pop up on the screen. Uh huh. Basically, what a way out is. Okay.
1: All
0: the way through.
1: It's all oh. like. uh, uh it's
0: all Quick, quick time that. events. I, yeah, yeah, and there's very few times when you're actually like walking around on your own at all. I mean, very little. I mean, I was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this blows, man. Not that it's badly made or looks bad or anything, but I was just, like, it was just frustrating. Really, and I guess it isn't. It's not like a sixty dollars video game. game but I was. I guess I should have read up on it and expected that to come out of it. But I've I've been excited for this for a long time. Yeah, I think it's our yeah. last E three episode.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. That I think that's one of your most anticipated games of the show. So yeah, was, that sucks. Probably man. the
0: disappointing video game I've ever played. Yeah,
1: that really sucks. Yeah. Well, get ready to get excited for another game that will let you down in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, what's that? Well we
1: don't know yet. E three hasn't happened.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> well I did play I played Fortnite, uh last night. I played nice. Fortnite. Uh whenever my buddy Steve's he bartends with me at my work and we went over to his house and got to play. I haven't played in ever. There's all kinds of crazy different shit. Apparently Thanos there was like a Thanos mode. Yeah,
1: I saw some clips of that.
0: Yeah, I never got to play that. But there's a big comet uh, crater in the middle of the map now. There's all kinds of different uh, shit you can pick up. There's these crystals you can pick up, and you can jump higher and shit for like 20 seconds. Really? Yeah. It was it was good to play Fortnite again. It's a fun game. It's I mean that's revolutionizing the video game world to me. Uh, I think the free to play and then all the Extra add-ons. As much as I'll never pay for any of those add-ons, i just, especially when they do nothing. Um, uh, I think it's it's going to change things. I think. Well, I've heard the new Call of Duty is going to have a battle royale mode.
1: Yeah, no single player. Yeah. I think. I mean, obviously, like that was one of my predictions. Uh, every game ever is going to have a battle royale mode now. Yeah. Which, but at the same time, at least Call of Duty will be a little bit different. It'll be first person. It'll be like triple A graphics. Yeah. So I mean, I think that could be. Yeah,
0: cool. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I'm definitely gonna pick that up. It's. It's. I don't know. What is the next one to come out? Is it like a futuristic
1: one again? No, it's Black Ops Four.
2: So is that? It's just like.
1: It's just like a normal, you know. A thing yeah. more present day type thing, okay. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. I guess I have one other thing I could talk that's video game related. I was over at my mom's house a couple weeks ago, and I just happened to notice a Gear VR sitting there. I'm like, wait a second, why do you have this, <clears throat> and why don't I have this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, it was free when I. Re-signed my contract with The Samsung or whatever Yeah. So I was like oh, I don't have a Samsung, gosh darn it But yeah. uh, my sister was there And and she did So hooked up the Gear VR to her phone And was messing around with it a little bit My first ever experience With VR of any kind
0: Yeah
1: Have you ever used it at all?
0: I have at like uh, I was in New York, my dad ran the New York Marathon and Samsung had a booth there, um, but it was like a roller coaster.
1: Yep, right? that's I did that. Yeah, it made me want to throw Which is up. Cool. I mean, it's
0: very, very cool.
1: Very cool. Yes, made me want to throw up the roller coaster one. Yeah, um, but I think it's obviously like cheap, you know, software like not well designed, bad graphics, and all this. I just I loved being in the virtual world. Like, just, yeah. that is a really cool sensation to look around, and and it's, like, a
0: whole... Stuff is, I've heard a lot of good things about There's a lot of, actually, really funny videos on, like, YouTube. These guys, it's, I guess you'd call it, like, a comedy group, whatever. They, they I mean, there's all kinds of whacking of VR art, like, the vibe and stuff, like, bar fight. Yeah. Stuff like that, but these guys make these funny-ass videos on you excuse me uh youtube um like vr Barfight, i don't know what the hell the title is but yeah their commentary over there playing it it's like four of these guys playing it together but it's it's so funny man but I, yeah i've heard a lot of good things about vibe but i think the software is you have to have a pretty nice computer to run the vibe i'm pretty sure oh that, yeah like samsung i'm sure is a lot different
1: yeah, oh, for sure. It was definitely, like, the cheapest, you know, lowest.
0: And most of the stuff, like, like I said, I hit the roller coaster, and then there's you can, like, do, like, a. it's almost like being in, like, Google Street but yeah. in VR.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cooler stuff. It's obviously, yeah. like, the lowest rung of VR, right, is the yeah. mo- mobile VR. Um, Like, the roller coaster made me feel sick. There was a space app. That made me feel real sick. I think really? it was just clunky, like the controls it just i kept spinning myself around, and it was like really bad, but yeah, I tried the Netflix app in v r and it's like you look around it's a living room, you're on a couch, there's this big screen in front of you, and that's where the you know the movie or the t v show plays, so that was kind of really? cool, yeah, that was kind of cool uh it made me want to try like p s v r playstation v r yeah, yeah, or like a you know a more legit experience in yeah. VR, but uh, I don't know. Thought it was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. one day when I get the my ducks in a row, I'm, I want to get like a nice PC, and get a vibe or something, and by then I will be advanced. So
1: yeah, uh, hopefully by then I will come to your house and play the shit out of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, let's get into MMA. Our final subject of the night. A lot to talk about here. Before we get into the events in particular, there's some big news regarding the UFC that we should discuss first. The UFC has signed a five-year deal with Walt Disney and ESPN at $150 million per year.
0: For what, 15 events?
1: 15 events a year on ESPN+. Plus. They'll also do two seasons of Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series a year. I'm guessing that's going to replace the Ultimate Fighter. And pre- and post-game shows and all kinds of coverage, I'm sure. You know, they'll be on SportsCenter more often. This is a pretty big deal.
0: It's huge. I mean, it's gigantic. i read the... I mean, this deal alone is almost as much as Fox is paying for their whole UFC deal.
1: Right, and this is clearly just half... Because, yeah, this is not the big
0: Kiwi deal that we're all expecting. Yeah, yeah, I still think. What I think the biggest thing, the biggest question for me, anyhow, does this eliminate Fight Pass? Because if you have ESPN Plus, it gives you access to the Fight Library and every. Not only the sweeping events.
1: Well, I got the answer for you. The answer is no, it does not eliminate Fight Pass. Fight Pass will continue. I think it just basically Fight Pass will be for to show live events of other small promotions like Invicta, LFA, that kind of thing. Okay. But I th- I think I heard that they're gonna do this some kind of deal where if you have ESPN Plus, you can sign up for Fight Pass at a discounted rate. Like if you combine the two, so it yeah. might be like ten dollars for both, where Fight Pass is already ten dollars. You know, yeah, something like that. Makes
2: sense.
1: Yeah, it does make sense because I could see like, I actually think I know there's some risk and reward here, where you know this is going to be 15 events that are behind an, a paywall and early access to an app, whether it's on your TV, your computer, your phone. Like that is a barrier for people. Certain, yeah. Certain people I mean, going as not have a smart TV. Yeah.
0: Or I mean, a, everybody has a smart device, TV.
1: but. If I mean, for me, it's, it's great because I'm a cord cutter and I'm I'm already there. But yeah. there is some risk to that. They could lose maybe some audience. But at the same time, I feel like it's a smart move because TV is going more and more in that direction anyway.
0: Yeah, and like F- ULC F- F- has always said that their key demographic is 18 to 35.
1: And those are the people that are going to cord first. Anybody in that demographic
0: is already there.
1: Or cl- going to be soon. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like they this is a five-year deal. They're getting good money. If they can get people used to this through ESPN+, used to, you know, go into the app to watch the fights. In five years, they might say, you know, we we don't need ESPN anymore. We can move this to Fight Pass, where hopefully people already have both since the, you know. Yeah. And they can kind of shift it steal that well, I mean, audience directly. Or they could, you know, or they could keep it elsewhere because they're probably getting obviously great money for it. Like money, yeah. But,
0: but I mean, you have know, the, the WWE, it's a big company and they make a lot of money and they pay their people a lot of money. But they do, I mean, they do all their pay-per-views, which used to be pay-per-views on a, on that, yeah. $15 streaming service.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: But, so it's, there's definitely success out there, and I think that's what's led to this whole deal working out. I think this's been in the making probably for quite a while.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And there's still more to come, like we said. I think the quote-unquote regular TV deal, or like you know, like one that'll actually be on cable or or. And we
0: I think me and you both said this, um, in some kind of way that it was going to be a. Uh, cross-network deal in a sense where it wasn't just all going to be one big chunk like the Fox.
1: Yeah, box. and that's like, turned out to be true. I mean, that was rumored. I predicted ESPN proper and Amazon for streaming, so I was kind of close there. Yeah. I think it'll either be like NBC or Fox. You might say on Fox, but did you hear today that Fox just signed a deal with WWE to share SmackDown starting next oh, year? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't so. know I don't know if that affects things at all, uh, but it'll be a, there'll be more events like the FS1 cards. Yeah, Big Fox and FS1 is all part of that. So
0: yeah,
1: um, what's uh, yeah? Well, so
0: big, what does Disney own of Fox
1: now? Disney doesn't own anything of Fox. That I thought
0: I like the news and all
1: that. Not sports. I don't think they are yeah. they bought um, the movies and TV. This like. Uh, parts of Fox. They they got the regional sports networks. But I don't they didn't get like Big Fox. They didn't get Fox Sports One. They don't get okay. Fox News. Like that kind of stuff is all that Fox kept.
2: Gotcha,
0: gotcha.
1: But uh yeah, I think you'll see I'm hoping like it's fifteen events a year on ESPN. So I'm hoping they'll do like another fifteen events a year on I don't know. Let's just say they stay with Fox or something. Yeah. And then I heard they're looking to lower the amount of pay per views per year. So, so what? Like six to eight. I heard nine to eleven. It's thirteen, oh. thirteen right now. Yeah. I heard nine to eleven. I would prefer to drop down to like six to eight. Yeah. So you can really load can them, them up. Stack. Yeah. And that would give you like thirty-six to thirty-eight events a year. Still a lot of events. But if less of them are $65 and, you know, expected to reach a certain level, like they could really just load up those six, eight events and then disperse the other ones like they do now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty exciting. I don't know why the TV deal stuff really interests me a lot.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of TV deals and ESPN.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, apparently, this is breaking news to me that you just filled me in on the area of crossing the road.
1: From MMA fighting to the ESPN. Yeah. He's already away.
0: by the far, so...
1: Taking his podcast and going home.
0: Well, apparently he's leaving his podcast.
1: Yeah, we, we, got, we haven't listened to today's MMA hour. To get the finer yeah. details of everything yet, but we think some version of the MMA Hour is going to stay with MMA fighting, but at the same time, the actual content, it's the be actual a condensed
0: version, like a thirty-minute version condensed into a TV show, I guess, kind of like
1: no, 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 know, no that's yeah, separate. That's separate. Oh, that's separate. Yeah. Oh. I th- yeah, so I'm guessing maybe the name the MMA Hour belongs to MMA fighting, and they'll. Replace it with another podcast on Mondays, but Ariel's show that he does on Mondays that's like six hours long every Monday, that same exact show, maybe not name, but in content, is going over with him to ESPN, or at least, yeah. I,
0: I think that's a great fit. I mean, that kind of show that Ariel does, it's like, uh, what does Mike and Mike show?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah.
0: Well, you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's a great fit for that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm sure it'll still be on YouTube, but they can put it up on ESPN Plus. That's more content for them, which I'm sure they—that's what they need and a brand new, uh, you know, app service like that. Yeah. And then they're like you said, they're doing the half an hour, other podcast slash TV show with Ariel and the Bad Guy Chael Sonnen, where I think they're going to talk just talk about like the week's it's news. A big stories. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll have a little. Sticky dynamic between them where Ariel's the straight guy and Chael's the goofy. I'm excited about that because
0: Ariel and uh, Chael have a great uh, back and forth. They have a great chemistry every
1: time. Yeah, I always enjoy the interviews when he has Chael on the MMA hour. Yeah. They have a good dynamic. Chael's a good talker like we were talking about uh, off air, but I could see Chael being like Dana White's replacement. Like I think yeah. I think that would be a good spot for him, because he's a shit talker. Like, you never know if you can believe what he's saying, but he's entertaining enough where you want to listen anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I agree with that, but I don't think Dana White's... I think Dana White believes his own bullshit. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Or Gale, I think, can put himself outside of it.
1: Yeah. But then, maybe... Dana White's just cynical because he's been at the job for so long, and Chael might eventually get there too. But right now, I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, that's big news. I didn't even know about that. I mean, I knew about the ESPN Plus deal. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Ariel. Man, he's been uh, the best only journalist for a long, long time, in my opinion. And uh, I'm happy for him.
1: Yeah, a lot of people hate on him. I'm a big fan. like, without him... I would have like 8 hours less podcast content each week and yeah. and it's good content like it's not just
2: it's bullshit. A, yeah it's great like best if you ask me Typically
1: simply yeah I agree typically I don't like <clears throat> interviews with athletes like that's one of I just in most sports that does nothing for me but for some reason on his show it works and uh for the most part and he gets great scoops and we'd get a lot of news broken from him and I don't know. I'm a fan. So
0: Yeah. I mean Congrats. I'll never forget when uh he had John Vellante in the studio John uh happened to bring along Chris Weidman and uh Ariel was like, This is Chris Weidman. You know, like, stupid <laughs> stuff like that. I'll never forget. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: it's pretty crazy how far he's come even. Yeah. But uh that's for him to discuss on his own podcast. Yeah. Let's get into the actual fights that we have missed. We won't go too deep into detail here. It's already a very long podcast, getting late. But uh, we got to do our due diligence. Yeah. Let's hit the rewind button. Go all the way back to March 17th, 2018. UFC Fight Night 127, Verdum versus Vokov in London, England. Where Alexander Vokov knocked out Fabricio Verdum... In the fourth round.
0: Yeah. Pretty big win yeah, for Volkov. That was, that was huge.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm always happy to see Verdum get knocked out. You know that. Yeah. But uh, I yeah. fully expected Verdum to win and get uh, another title shot. But it was not meant to be.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: glad he did. It was just announced today, actually, that he's going to main event... The Russian, Russia card, September 15th, against Alexi Olienic. Who is? Fabricio Verdum.
0: Is he really? Yeah. Russia card?
1: Yeah, they're doing a fight night card in Russia, September 15th.
0: Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Makes uh, very little sense to me. Why? I
1: don't
0: know. Why would you bring that as the main event for the Russia card?
1: Well, Alexi Olienic is is Russian and coming off a big win.
0: I feel like
1: you could. There's a bunch of. Verdum's big, well, it's not a big. Well, it's not a pay per view. That's the problem.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like, uh. Maka Madoff. Somebody. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, Volkov, who just knocked out Verdum, would have been a perfect target. But. Yeah. He says he's holding out for the winner of Stipe versus DC. Which yeah. hopefully that works out for him, but I think there's a distinct possibility where he could be bypassed, or they could have a rematch, or that's not a guarantee for him.
0: Yeah, that sounds par for the course. Yeah, and I think even
1: if Zabit Magomed was was on that Russian card, I think he first of all I think he's looking to get on one of these cards in the summer. Before then, but even if he was on there, I think they would still put Verdum as the main event over him. Yeah. Just for name value.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I fucking. I just hate
1: him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. Appreciate his skills. Not a big fan. Yeah. Uh, also, we had Jan Blokovic defeating Jimmy Manoa by unanimous decision. Tom Duquesnoy. God, that is definitely not how you say it. Tom Duquenois. Duquenois, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. He defeated Terrian Ware by unanimous decision. And Leon Edwards defeated Peter Sabota by TKO in a third round with one second remaining in the fight. And this was also it, the same card where Paul Craig pulled off a crazy comeback uh, submission with one second left in the fight. So, yeah, that's God, entertaining. Part
0: seems like a year ago to me.
1: I know, it really does. <laughs> Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> Next up was UFC 223. Plenty of drama went on with 223. We have not even talked about the bus <laughs> incident. Oh my God. And we're probably, I don't think we have the time to really delve deep into it. But needless yeah. to
0: say, we've been talked about the
1: death. Yeah, the time has passed. But uh, Conor McGregor, drugs are bad, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh he just that downward spiral ever since uh, the Floyd fight.
0: I think the best way to put it is Dana White said he was said this was a really bad career move. He, yes and no.
1: Yes. And well, no. yeah.
0: Well, in the fight game, will hype in any sense is good, but
1: when he inevitably comes, back... he
0: will <laughs> never fight to be heard here first.
1: Uh, disagree.
0: He will never fight Khabib like
1: it. He's in the next fight. His next fight will be against Khabib in Madison Square Garden in November, and okay. big chance. Or maybe not in Madison Square if you know this precludes him from fighting in New York for a little bit. But I don't think it really will. He will fight Khabib this fall, and it will be the biggest, by far, the biggest pay per view of all time. Yeah, it'll cross two million. Pay-per-view bias.
0: If he's going to get hurt, they're going to strip him from the belt. Yeah. Connor is going to fight. Tony? George St. Pierre.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I could see that.
0: Lose. (laughs) And never fight again.
1: See, and I wouldn't rule that out either. So a lot of possibilities. The sad thing is this terrible behavior will be rewarded at some point. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Hopefully he doesn't die in some, like, crazy, c- c- like, yeah. tragedy. Because, gosh, man.
0: you born son, and...
1: Gotta get that shit together. Hopefully he'll wake
0: up. Hopefully he'll wake up.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully, but hard to see it right now. Yeah. Needless to say, he took out four fights on his own. With one throw of a... How
0: crazy is that? U- U-
1: U- ...new cart into a, a bus window... Ray Borg was supposed to fight... think hey,
0: there were trash can too.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's true. Ray Borg was supposed to fight Brandon Moreno. That fight got canceled because Borg had glass in his eye. Michael Chiesa was supposed to fight Anthony Pettis. That was canceled because oh, Michael face. Chiesa's face was just destroyed with glass particles. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Um, the main event. All right. Uh, first of all, Rose Namunis Ermers... Got canceled. Uh, got canceled. Uh, Rosa Re- didn't fight because she was shook up. She was
0: very shook, yeah.
1: We forgot to mention this was supposed to be Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson got injured the week before. Tripping over be a wire of in, in a, <laughs> the fight. God, man. We should have had a podcast for this. It would have oh, been man. epic. But Max Holloway steps up like a boss <laughs> to take on Khabib. And. They won't
0: let the New him New York State Athletic Commission pulls off the craziest bullshit. Yeah.
1: They stop him from cutting weight when he swears he was gonna make it. Yeah. And say They didn't even consult
0: a doctor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfit to fight, so they're scrambling last minute. Is it going to be Anthony Pettis? <laughs> no, he wants too much money. Is it going to be Paul Felder? No, he's not too much ranked.
0: Money. How that blew my mind first of all. Too much money. The headline card. Barkley yeah. Center.
1: Right. That's on the UFC. That tells me yeah, that just see. wasn't the fight that they wanted.
0: Yeah. But, but uh, they bring an ally with
1: First, Paul Felder was the option.
0: Oh, well, yeah, but they wouldn't... The uh, New York actually.
1: Commission wouldn't let him take the fight because he wasn't ranked. Like, that yeah. means anything. Meanwhile,
0: Paul Felder has probably fought how many more times in doubt? That... Yeah.
1: A lot. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Al Hayekinta steps up out of nowhere to fight Khabib. Excuse me, how you like? (laughs) And uh, he gets his ass beat, but because he didn't get finished, he's a warrior. And oh my god, now Khabib looks so beatable. Give me a break.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I thought it was a safe fight for. Yeah,
1: exactly. He was playing it safe. He knew he was not in no danger, so he said, Watch, I'm going to try to show off some of my boxing. And he had a pretty good jab. I mean, he was even beating Al up on the feet. I think yeah. mostly because Al's
0: just. It wasn't like Al just jumped in, he was in shape. Yeah, he was ready for a fight, not a five
1: round fight, but. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think a but lot.
0: He had, of, he had no answer.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of the striking had to do with. Al was so worried about the takedown that he was leaving himself wide open for those jabs and stuff, but Khabib, very impressive, I, like, it was almost a perfect case scenario where Khabib gets his dominant win, yet people are like, ah, Connor's gonna destroy him, if he tries to stand up with Connor, he's gonna get destroyed, like, it's a, just like Ariel said, uh, speaking of Ariel, like, couldn't ask for a better setup to the, if the Connor fight happens.
0: Yeah. And if it does, like I said, it's not going to happen, but <laughs> I think I'm calling it right now. Khabib is going to slam Connor on his head and knock him out. Yeah? The old slam, Rampage, knockout.
1: Just like Gabriel Bernitez did this past weekend?
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw that.
1: Uh, yeah, I could see it, but... Uh, to be honest with you though, I think Max Holloway would have stood a real decent chance.
0: Yeah, I mean I I don't disagree with that. It's it's just it all that fight, I think it all comes down to how it starts and the tempo that it gets set. Oh okay. so, you know, bad tempo gets set forward, I think.
1: But I I just mean especially if you had like a full you know, build up to the fight. I feel yeah. like Max actually it's one of the worst matchups for Khabib. Not to say that he can't beat him or that it's a bad matchup, but just I think his style is like maybe the best that I can think of antidote to Khabib. Potentially. I
0: couldn't believe they even let him try to take that fight.
1: I know. Seriously.
0: Especially after pulling out of a fight not long before that.
1: Mm hmm. But, um, what the hell is it? Oh, what do you think would happen if it was Ferguson in there, if he didn't get hurt?
0: I don't know. Ferguson's got a great bottom game. Um, I was excited to see that because I wanted to see if Khabib's top game was too overpowering for a good just two play.
1: I know. That, I still want to see that fight. I don't know if they'll yeah, do like it. It's
0: a mystery. I don't really know how it would turn out. Yeah. you really see what uh, Tony was made out yeah. of.
1: Yeah, and he says he's, he's going to try for a fall return. That seems a little... Soon to me, but that's what he's apparently planning on. Hopefully, he gets back, gets healthy, get a win under his belt, and see where we go. What was his the
0: injury again? Was it MCL?
1: LCL? One of the CLs.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think okay. it was ACL.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was either. One They were like a camera wire. Like yeah, pressing. so
1: ridiculous. Yeah. It's just MMA gods playing jokes. Yeah, that's
0: insane. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But we also had maybe one of the best fights of the year. Rose Namajunas defended her brand-new belt, uh, beating Ioana and Jacek for the second time in a row, this time by decision. Just a tremendous fight. I was glad you
0: turn out this way. I'm sick of hearing yeah. the fluke call.
1: I was rooting for Ioana. I Actually, I thought Ioana won 48-47. Really? It's super close. I just thought she did more. I can't remember if it was third or fifth round, but uh, I could have seen it gone either way. I wasn't gonna. I don't think it's a robbery. Yeah. I
0: think I gave it forty-eight, forty-seven to uh, Rose. Um, I
1: think the fact that it's forty-nine, forty-six, all three judges had it for Rose is a little ridiculous because I think you yeah. definitely won two rounds. But I just thought I loved. Yeah, the we play. just
2: told. Oh no! What?
1: What's wrong? Okay, I'm gonna guess Is battery died. Okay, um, I just I was glad it was a back and forth fight. Rose had started real strong, and looked like she might knock out Ioana again, but wanna persevered, showed a lot more toughness. Maybe showed that that weight cut was a factor in the first fight, and. Just both women showed what they were made out of and did a great job. We also had Hanata Moikano defeating Cal- Calvin Cater by decision. That was a uh, <laughs> that was a, a a big win for Moikano uh, between two prospects to beat Magomed Sharipov defeats a game Kalbachnik by decision. <laughs> i have no idea what happened to Brooks. Um, he apparently he broke his hand before the fight even started. I think it turned out to be like a just a sprained ligament or something. But uh, very impressive by Zabit. He looked great. Kyle Bakniak's a madman, though. He kept coming and coming. And, and uh, gave him a little bit of trouble towards the end as Zabit got tired. But very impressive star-making performance for Zabit. Chris Grutschmacher defeated Joe Lozon by TKO in the second round. Uh, Lozan, he's just one of these washed-up fighters that should retire, but will probably either stay in the UFC and get wrecked a couple more times or go to Bellator and win, what, I don't know, their heavyweight title or something. Um, Karolina Kovalkovich defeated Felice Herrig by split decision. This was a fight that was a lot closer than I expected it to be. I thought Kovalkovich would uh, take care of business pretty handily, but Herrig has shown how much he's actually improved over the past couple years and, and was a game fighter. Olivier Alban-Mercier defeat Evan Dunham by first-round TKO less than a minute, which was super impressive for the young Canadian at a tri-star. Um, looks like he could be a legit prospect here. Evan Dunham is no joke. Uh, Ashley Evan-Smith defeat Beck Rawlings, who cares? And Devin Clark defeated Mike Rodriguez, who cares once more. Uh, I think I'm going to pause it here and see if I can get Brooks back on the line and maybe we will hold off recapping the rest of these cards next week, if not. So next week, it looks like we're going to review the second season of 13 Reasons Why as well as Game Night, the movie starring Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. And we'll also discuss... A bunch of UFC stuff that we haven't got to today, as well as UFC Fight Night 130 Liverpool, Darren Till versus Stephen Thompson. Looking forward to it. Glad we got to catch up on everything we've missed over the past couple of months. Looking forward to getting back on a regular schedule and uh, doing a damn thing on a weekly basis. So thank you for listening, and until next time, goodbye.